This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. And after a fairly chaotic start, I think it's fair to say, which you'll hear, uh, we got underway and uh, we spoke to Mike Ward at one point, didn't we, about the best of the year. Uh, the weekend's telly. And about the fact that he's going to be a bit of a guinea pig at Brighton's ground tomorrow for yeah. the Brighton-Chelsea game, so you hear about that. Bill Boros, we asked him, big Man City fan, we asked him about the prospect of uh, Lionel Messi playing for the light blues, as we like to call it. Oh, OK. The light. <laughs> you didn't want to repeat the words Man City That's like exactly a right. journalist. <laughs> uh, we got a nice little story um, from the world of American sport. We'll bring you from Tom Macklin. And we covered a few other matters. And so I think that's it, isn't it? I just had Lionel Messi rowing for Oxford. (laughs) (laughs) So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And, of course, this was always likely to happen. We were Mm. discussing this yesterday. Uh, As soon as the players got back from holiday and they'd been mixing with others and mixing amongst each other, this was likely to happen. But it's going to be a bit of a... You know, once they're back in the bubble, once they're in that Mm. controlled environment again... Um, you would think things will get better. Hopefully, but, you know, it was one thing to do it for a short time, you know, in a finite time, like yeah. nine games. The, the idea of doing it for the rest of the season, it does seem incredibly well, difficult the only players, pro- The only real way to do it is what they've done in the NBA, but you can't do that to people for nine months. You can't. You it's can't. impossible. You know, that's right. It's all right hotel. for the Champions League, the, the, the yeah. end stages and the end of the league, but it's you know, in the end... you. People have got to move about normally, and yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's hard, but we'll see. it'll be interesting to see whether the season is disrupted or not. Anyway, what about this story though? A cricket oh, yeah. ground is renting out its score box as a mini house. That sounds good. Yeah, the detached property at Shenley Cricket Centre in Hertfordshire has a combined lounge, kitchenette, one bathroom, and <laughs> uh, one bedroom and a bathroom. Wow! I was looking for a bit more accommodation. Actually, it's just one short for me. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, I see. It's very yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, nice cricket good. reference. Cricket um, scoring reference. Uh, there. The have you looked at? Have you got pictures of it? Is no. it does it look like... Um, okay. I only put it in for that joke. I oh, OK. Really I just wondered if you'd see it. But it is an interesting story. Well, it is sort of they an interesting story. They weren't keen to talk about it, well, which does seem a bit odd, considering they're, they're trying to find someone to live in it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's less than 20 foot by 10 foot, so it's, it's a, the compact home. <laughs> it's a quite
quite it a would be, wouldn't it? it? How much are they selling it? £795 a month, so that's nearly £200 a week. It's quite a lot of money, really. It'd be a bit odd living, living in, in a, a scoreboard. Living in a scoreboard, that yeah. would be... Uh, it's, it's something to tell your friends about. Yeah, It'd be on so. George Clark's Amazing Spaces, <laughs> though, wouldn't <laughs> oh, it? I love that show. Yeah, it's very His good. new one on the National Trust. Yeah, I like George. He's good value, isn't he? Oh, he's very good. I don't know if he's a football fan. It would be great to get him on at some point. Very interesting. A guy who's been cleaning Norwich Cathedral. Now, I'm sure people in Norwich knew you may have known this, but I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. It struck me as interesting. The top of Norwich Cathedral is in the club colours, yellow and green. I never knew that. Look at that, look. I never knew that. No, no really. No, it's incredible. not that interesting, yeah. but I thought I'd no, mention it. No, it is interesting, yeah. Andy. I just, it, it, was that just a temporary thing? Has it always been I like think, that? I think it's always been like that, isn't it? I don't sure know. someone's not colourised the picture? And they've just, <laughs> no. OK, it was done no. for a special yeah. occasion. Okay. I'm sure people in Norwich know all about it. Yeah. And uh, and a man uh, owns the, a piranha at age 33. A man, a, a man owes a piranha. Owns. I'd, I'd pay yeah. up. If a piranha came after me. <laughs> no, listen to this. A pet piranha kept in a handbag shop is thought to be the world's oldest. In a handbag shop? Yeah, it's in it's in Turkey. Uh, Kamil Emali is the bloke who owns it. It's 33 years old. Um, he started visiting the shop um, as an what, eight-year-old boy. the piranha? Boy. No, the man. <laughs> oh, this is an incredibly <laughs> confusing story. Yeah. This is a piranha that works in a handbag shop. Is this what you're trying to it tell me? He doesn't work in the shop. He's there on display. Is he? So he's, here's the shop, and then there's a, there's a tank full of fish. And Well, well not anymore, there isn't. Not if there's a piranha <laughs> yeah. in there. I think you'll find there's one fish. He said, Camel says he's careful not to let customers... There's a camel involved, is there? <laughs> his name, Camille. Oh, okay. Camille says he's not... He's not... God, he's careful to not let customers poke we fingers. We can't get David Spencer at uh, two o'clock. You're definitely doing the news. You'll be brilliant, You're Andy. undermining me. I'm it's not, not I'm fair. not at all, Andy. You're talking about camels, piranhas, working in handbag shops. It I'm started trying, working there when it was eight my years best, old. Yeah. I mean, really, you're just you're talking nonsense, man. So, how old's the piranha and what's it doing in the handbag shop? It's 33. Shop? Okay, yeah, yeah. No age, is it? It's for a piranha. It's still got, I mean, it's still in time for... It's not as old as Jonathan, the tortoise, who's 188. Chelsea won't give him a a two-year contract because he's over 30, but Arsenal might. They might. Anyway. Yeah, I'm wondering how William's feeling about that. Yes, because, it's oh, a yeah. bit odd, isn't old it? Oh, Tiago. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> never get to the end of the parade. Go on, then thing. you're 35, but have a, have a two-year contract. Is it two or three-year contract he's got with you? Who? Uh, uh, Tiago Silva. Silva. It's a one-year contract oh, okay, with a one-year option. Oh, OK, fair enough. So and, if he uh, runs out of legs, you can... Yeah, but it's not as bad as... Inter Milan have given Ibrahimovic another contract. Six point three million pound contract, another oh. year. Pepe Reina's gone back to Lazio with Lucas Leiva. I mean... It really is an old players' league series. Surely Gareth Barry could get a club in Italy. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on, Gareth. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, we didn't say sorry, much about to the Gareth. Pro- in the oh, end yeah, of it. Right. Can you come? Just finish the program. Oh, it's just the bloke said uh, he's careful not to let customers poke fingers in the shop's tank. You don't say. Really, yeah. it's a piranha. It wouldn't be ideal. Do you think it's as an attraction? Then people will. I mean, what's it? How long? Do, I'll look it up in the break. See how long piranhas generally they live. Don't, they don't normally live that sort of long. I think. Uh, uh, piranhas live in captivity. You think uh, Wikipedia might have that? Uh, anyway, we'll find out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Manchester City, then, uh, it appears, are mm. in the box seat. There's some fantastic stuff. I, I do love uh, uh, La Nacion, the uh, Argentinian oh, newspaper, because yes. they are full of little gems in what's going on yeah. in uh, with <laughs> Lionel Messi's dad. Um, they said yesterday, they were told by Lionel Messi's dad, he said, I'm going to talk to Pep so he can arrange my move to City or my son's move to City. Mm. It's great, isn't it? The soccer there is spectacular. 
Well, he's not wrong. No, he's good, yeah. You know, Messi in the Premier League, Messi at Man City is a, is a great prospect. Uh, will it happen, though? I mean, I think they're going to have to do a bit of sort of... Thank goodness financial fair play's gone right out the window because they can do what you like. They can sign him. Well, let's, let's find out whether the City fans fancy him. It's almost certainly someone on a Man City forum has said, we don't need Messi, he's too old. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see if Bill Boris... We need a bit of height. Yeah, former <laughs> City um, fanzine editor of Blueprint, of course, journalist and all to see what he thinks hiya Bill hi how you doing Paul how you doing Andy yeah Thanks, not bad Bill. Bill so I mean if you were going to sign Lionel Messi would that is that something that would excite you <laughs> um, well it would obviously excite me as he's along with Maradona probably the greatest footballer the world's ever seen and under normal circumstances that would be marvellous but the thing that comes with him I don't know if you've read The Athletic this morning they've done a, a huge piece on the legal complications of signing him in oh, which yeah. one of the one of the complications is that City could become liable for his £700 million fine. And having just got out of the other side of the UEFA uh, situation, I'm not 100% sure we want to get in bed with FIFA and have the same difficulties, you know? Yeah. So uh, that, mean, would it be City's liability? Because, I mean, the situation with his contract at Barcelona is massively confusing due to the, we all know, the extension yeah. of the season. But so I think I know where Bill's coming from because if you were going to sign him, you'd sign him, in, you'd sign him now, you'd sign him in the next month you have to sign him for yep. the window closes yeah. but the chance of that being sorted out through the courts um is unlikely by that point so you'd almost mm. be signing in blind you'd be signing him on the basis that it was going to go your way but if it didn't go your way and, and, and found against you yeah they might say well you're going to have to give uh, give them the full uh, buyout fee but of 700 million we, quid we were talking it's about not that. it's not just sorry Andy, it's not just that because Obviously, famously, City have got very deep pockets. Hmm. But apart from that, we'd be signing a player in breach of contract, and that could uh, include a fine, not a fine, but we would not be able to ban, sorry, a ban of two years of signing any other players. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that might be a bit <laughs> touch risky. Yeah, that's it. You don't mind, you'd win at cast. That's what you, tends to yeah, happen. You'd you know, be all from, right. From a Barcelona point of view, we were talking about Jack Butland earlier and saying, you know, if you hang on to a player and price him out of the market, then eventually they, they don't play as well and then they drop, their value drops. And so for Barcelona, do they really want to be paying 900 grand a week for a player who doesn't want to be there, with, for a manager he doesn't really fancy? I can't see what what's in it for Barcelona, really. I, I, I imagine... Are you, are you, are you, I mean, I don't know how you feel, Bill. I'm... I, if 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 the current president does stand down, which he's offered to do, I think he'd be up for staying. I don't, I'm not altogether sure he does really want to leave. He just wants the, the old regime out, doesn't he? Well, well, this is the other side of the coin, isn't it? I mean, we're just being played as, as like a pawn in the uh, in, internal uh, machinations of Barcelona Football Club, which is entirely possible. I mean, in terms of football, yes, obviously love to see him, but City um, fans of a certain vintage... A kind of a bit more suspect. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me if a if a player puts on the puts in the shift and plays for the badge and all those other cliches. You know, I, I would love that. I would love to see Messi play for City for two years. It's only going to be two years top. Talking about him going to New York for the third year, but would it be worth? They're talking about getting exchanging Jesus and uh, Mares or maybe Silva. You know, don't rock the boat too much. Is what I'm saying. It's not worth it. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd have to rock it a bit. Obviously, you know, you'd, yeah. you'd have to, you'd have to, if you're going to play him, which you're, you're likely to, you're going to have to leave out track the, back, Lionel, one of those players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not uh, doing that unless he's going to play him in defensive midfield or play him at centre half. Um, yeah, but I mean, it would be, it would be so exciting. I mean, I think not just for City. I think it'd be very exciting 
uh, for all Premier League fans to see him play here. And he's, I mean, that a lot has been made of that friendship with Sergio Aguero. They are they are good mates. And even Tim Vickery oh, was saying to us, yeah. you know, he, he doesn't really when he meets up with Argentinian squads, he tends to spend most of his time just chatting one on one with with Aguero. So there's a real bond there. So if somebody is going to land him and that matters, then that, that could really help. Well, they are they are super tight, and you know the social media is like it gets all excited with itself. And at one point yesterday, there were City United fans arguing about that United were going to get Ronaldo back, and that he's going to come to City, which would be brilliant. You know, you've got to admit that would be brilliant. But for me, the overwhelming thing is a I think we're being played by Barcelona because who knows what's going on there, and b the chance of us pulling a foul of FIFA and being banned from two years of signing any players is not something I really want to counsel. For a player who would put bums on seats and step the marketing up to the next level and do all those other things. But the other one complication point for me is it brings in the kind of fans I don't want supporting my club. <laughs> and any, any, any United fan or Liverpool fan will tell you, I went to the Liverpool-Barcelona semi-final last year. We're on a work capacity. Hmm. I met two scousers. One of them was a steward. I want my ground full of <laughs> <laughs> but you get a lot of tourism. I mean, as as the club's profile, we get we get a fair bit now at Tottenham in the yeah, new stadium. Chelsea certainly, certainly the lesser games. Won anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they just I think they're turning up to to you know have, have a pint of Beaver Town, have a look round the ground. But we'll see. All I mean, we obviously get a lot of Korean fans because of because of Sonny. But we get we get yeah. guys in Milan shirts. We see all sorts. It, and that's the thing. They wear the they just wear their club shirts like it doesn't matter. Like they're going like they're going to Madame Tussauds. Oh, Mara's is Moroccan contingent or something else. I spend more of my time arguing with them on social media than I do fans from other clubs. Just <laughs> <laughs> forget what's going on. And just, yeah. to be honest, I'd rather have the hardcore that we've got. You know, and, that, and yes, I know the, the people who own the club want to see a bigger thing and all the rest of it, but I was there long before them, and I'll be there long after them. Yes. You know, so for me, it's the club staying honest and true. And it, it, another cliche, no player is bigger than the club. But this is absolutely true. And 700 million, or however much they think he is, you know, he isn't bigger than the club, and I don't think it's worth destabilising it. Oh. But if we can sort everything out and he wants to come and he's free, then we'll take him. Yeah, that's very good of you. I mean, he's, <laughs> a bit, he's about to prove at Barcelona that he is. This thing about one man bigger than the club, the club is basically going to fall apart. They're going to get rid of the president. They'll probably get rid of Koeman as well because hmm. the new regime will bring in a different manager. Koeman might not end up managing a game. That is a case of one man being bigger than the club, clearly, isn't it? If, if he gets his own way. It is it is one for the teenagers. Famously, City fans remember Rodney Marsh coming to City when City were favourites for the title and he, I think he came with four months ago and were top. Yeah. We finished fourth and the rot set in there. And, you know, you build, the team would have to be built around Messi. Well, that's not how Pep plays, is it? You know, that's no. not a Pep, a Pep thing. It has to be part of a machine. But to be fair, yeah. I mean, he, he has found a way to make it work with Messi in the past in a, in a yeah, team environment. He, he was a lot younger yeah, he, and fitter. He inherited then. that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. But uh, he certainly got he got a lot out of the player and that relationship. Was pretty that. Good. No. Yeah. Well, um, who knows? We may be sitting here in two years' time. Bill with the City, I don't know, playing Gillingham in a playoff game at Wembley uh, to get back into the championship, saying the Messi signing was the worst thing that ever happened. It completely destabilised the club in the Rodney Marsh style, and 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 that was that was the, that was when the pet that was when the oil dried up. And, and uh, I'd, be, I'd be there watching it. Yeah, of course, of course you would. You and the, you and the Moroccan contingent. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Bill. All the best. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. More news of Summer Monty's Panasar Fulham of Portlamina from Southampton. Yeah, that's it. yeah, you're a big fan. <laughs> Paul Hollywood's old squeeze. Yeah, she's now advertising lingerie. What a tremendous career! Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really going, like well. It's going well. Yeah, she says you'll be able to buy or sell you in about six months. Well, that won't be difficult. No. There was a funny piece from Mark Irwin today, actually, in the in the Sun I like about Mark's comment. Oh yeah, I do. It's too. good. It was about swearing, about how much swearing there is. Is on the back of obviously Jose and the Amazon documentary. Yeah. which I'm really looking forward to seeing over the weekend. But how much swearing there is in football? And thank goodness there isn't any in newspaper offices. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> that is brilliant, that, that isn't is it? very true. You know, you rarely hear bad language. Oh, yes, never. Or in radio. Jonesy, I mean, I would imagine he's he's kind of cooked, because we were talking yesterday about mm. how multilingual he is, and he says he's learning Korean for yeah, some, he says. that's right. Uh, to add to the list of about six or seven languages he speaks, but he would he would have mastered the swearing, wouldn't he? You yeah, would imagine that Jose, he certainly mastered it in English, as, as we're yeah. going to discover uh, on Amazon Prime next week. But uh, that was often the case, wasn't it? You know, you, kids I went to school have even been quite young, going to school with lots of kind of Turkish and, uh, oh, yeah, and, and the, Greek kids when I was mm. young. And, um, oh, they'd teach you the swearing. Yeah. They'd, and that's still a bit of an old staple, isn't it, of football clubs. Overseas players come in, mm. don't speak English. Dennis so, Wise used to do that Somebody in the dressing room, yeah, yeah gets them saying, um, just, just say this to the gaffer. He'll know, he'll know <laughs> he'll what you it. mean. He'll yeah. love it, honestly, he will love it. But they would have known, of course. That's true, actually. Who was peddling that sort of stuff. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. We will, we will lighten the load, finally, Todd. Um, and kind of almost literally. Because this is a guy called uh, Kendall Fuller. Who plays uh, for the? Uh, is, I think, which teams he play for? Uh, he plays for Washington. And, Washington. Yeah, they were they're practicing ahead of the season, and uh, one or two of the guys have said, "You've got to stop the burping." You know, it's just uh, when we're. And he said, "I don't." And they said, "Well, you know, we're going to mic you up, and you'll be surprised how much you do it." So they did mic him up mm-hmm. for practice, and uh, I think they were probably right. Have a listen <coughs> to this. Excuse Bless me. you, Andy. I don't burp that much. Maybe it's just when I get around you. Right, and when I say short shot, 
I can't <sighs> sit in. <sighs> You got me self-conscious now about burping. Yeah, I'm not surprised, Kendall. He's the windiest sportsman since Ian Belch. He was like Derek and Clive. Blimey, yeah, it's going to be tough to live that down. There's probably a marketing opportunity. I don't quite know what it is. Well, you listen, did we not talk on the show last week or the week before about people wanted more access with these players getting mic'd up? Yeah. I'm not sure that's the access they're looking for, right? That's a strange thing, isn't it? He says he gulps large amounts of air when he exercises, and that's the only way yes. to expel it. I suppose that's yeah. it's true, but I mean, if, you're, if you're sort of in a huddle with him, it can't be a lot of fun, can it, really? <laughs> if he's, if he's been on the pickled not. onion monster munch. <laughs> uh, okay, Todd, good to talk to you as always. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks very much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, I suppose we're going to do much the same here, because Mike Ward uh, joins us for a bit of a non-sporting take on the weekend's telly. Good afternoon, Mike. You say I'm not comprehensive either. Well, yeah, you are. You're, <laughs> no, more, you're comprehensive more comprehensive. Than yeah, Am I? Wow. Yeah, yeah. 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 But that's you actually give a... us things to watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, carried away. See, now he's away. We can say what we like about him. <laughs> so, um, but before all of that, yes. uh, yeah, you've got the Willy Wonka golden ticket tomorrow, haven't you? Yes. What about yeah. that? Mike, How did that come Mike about? TV has the... Well, just go online and get one if you're a season ticket ticket holder or such like the, I imagine they were massively oversubscribed for the two and a half thousand weren't they so well quite I would have lucky. thought so um, but the first because it, it's done depending on loyalty points so I wasn't right. I didn't qualify for the first one I, okay. I, I have maximum loyalty points but if you say anything rude they take, take them away that's a joke by the way um <laughs> Um, but I was close so uh, I got on to the second and there seemed to be plenty left and when I looked again last night just out of curiosity this, I, so I don't know is the answer but wow. yes it's, it's Arsenal do, do it's you Arsenal. like pre-season football? Brighton I should say <laughs> against Chelsea there's a, there's a Freudian slip um, did I, sorry did I like pre-season football? <laughs> Yeah, it's odd pre-season football. It's yeah, very weird. It doesn't weird. matter. It's what Moose was saying. It's really not about the football, is no. it? It's going to be a very weird experience. I You're think a pioneer. I'm, I'm sort of very proud of our club. I have to be honest. Mm. The, the, doing this, because I think it's, you know... Obviously, you have to sort of um, satisfy the uh, the powers that be that you're going to do it well, and we do have a good record in that respect. So, yeah. you know, in terms of organising things and being very thorough and you know responsible. So, you know, I think I think it's I'm just fascinated. Yes, I'm not really that concerned with the actual game. I don't I can't remember who we're playing. I think it's some lower league team, but um, <laughs> um, it, well, it, three, might, it might be is tomorrow. It a three o'clock kickoff. Yeah, it probably. It is, is a three o'clock kickoff. So there's a novelty mm. in itself. So, what sort of information have you been given up front about a receipt? Okay, so they've not told you any the, well, the yeah, entrance you have part... to go in and how it all no, works? No, um, I'm, I'm guessing that I, I will get that. At some, I'm hoping I'll get that at some point, otherwise it's, it's a bit You'll weird. You'll get an email tonight, I'm I, sure. I think so, yeah. I think I think they're just going to gauge the numbers and, and, and the take-up. But yeah, I've got a parking um, number, a row, and right. then, uh, yeah, so a space. Although if everybody turns up at once, I'm not quite sure how that works. Anyway, mm. and then you've got your seat, and you pick your seats. It's a bit like going on, you know, when you book for the cinema and you can choose your seat, and obviously they blanked out a sizable proportion of them so i know that i'm on the end of a row and there's about there's a gap of about three seats i think at least along that row yeah and there's nobody directly behind it's it's kind of like a sort of johnston's paint trophy game <laughs> really in all honesty you take your back to the you old have, days you have to wear a face covering is that i don't know i'm assuming so as long mm. as it's uh, i've got my brighton and hove albion face covering which is lovely and my wife particularly likes that yeah. uh, i've been wearing that quite a lot i think actually. she likes anything that covers your face <laughs> yes she, absolutely really? yes in fact, I've, I've, I've got two i've got two because i like to have one in the wash and i've ended up washing them both and wearing them both at the same time because and she seems to prefer that i don't know why <laughs> anyway, talking of wives if we don't talk telly my wife we, will be cross we better because tonight on channel four uh, i mean i don't know if this started as a title or an idea yes but it's called lodgers for codgers and yeah. i can only think that was a couple of 
people from a production company in a pub. Yeah. And someone wrote that down on, yeah. in, a, in a margin, yeah. and then they built the kind of premise of the show around it. You work backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A- absolutely, yeah. So it's a reality TV experiment, as pretty much everything on Channel 4 is, um, <laughs> where people under 30 who... It's, it's about the... You know, purportedly, it's about the sort of struggle for people under 30 to find places of their own, mm-hmm. and people over 60 who have a spare room. So if you're over 60, just so you know... You are a codger, according to Channel 4. Nice. A listener wrote to me and said that Jonathan Codger wouldn't need to take in lodgers. No, he he probably wouldn't. That's very true. So um, does it feel a bit contrived, Mike? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So you kind of sensed that... So there was a bit of built-in animosity. It was like, you know, uh, Christine's come home at 3 o'clock in the morning and uh, Cyril isn't happy. There's going to be a little bit... It's going to get heartwarming. There's going to be a bit of edge. And it starts off with them all gathering. You you get the the, the over-60s and the under-30s and they all sort of meet up at this place to sort of sound each other out and figure out who could get on with who. And, you know, they've got the over-60s sort of saying sort of things that that Channel 4 probably think over-60s all say. I don't know if they're from Mm. central casting. Um, And then you've got the under-30s saying things that they assume the under-30s say. And then uh, once you you throw something at the screen and then you wait for the rest of the programme to unfold and then you switch over to Mm. not first night of the proms. So yes. first night of the proms. I mean, this is the thing. If being first in the, it's, it's a bit mm. like being the first of the Mohicans. Yes. I mean, there's no one's ever interested, are they? The first of the red hot lovers. No. no. Um, <laughs> so, but it's the first night of the proms. Yes, it's the night. least controversial of the programs with night of the proms. In. <laughs> yeah, I see. Okay. Yes, of course. Yes. Of course, no one's going to uh, sing along if you know the words. <laughs> no, the situation absolutely. You can know the words to it. Beethoven's Third Symphony. I, I yeah. think they're quite quick to learn. Yeah. Then you can join in. Okay. Marvelous. Um, so that's that's mm. eight p.m. BBC Two. This yes. is uh, the Lodgers for Codgers was uh, eight p.m. Channel Four, mm. and uh, nine o'clock on Channel Five. We love. <laughs> are you being served? Do we? Uh, but, but we do, I yeah. think. Yeah, no, well, no, not just us, yeah. but Fern Britton, Reverend Richard Coles, and and, and, and Biggins, <laughs> and Biggins, and Lawrence Dwellin Bowen. Yeah, um, I could have been made to love. Are oh, you being served for hundred and fifty quid? But it never, <laughs> the offer never came. Um, but anyway, there you go. Um, so from 1972 to 1985, it ran. I don't remember anyone sort of thinking it was cutting edge at the time, but it's one of those programs that an awful lot of people say, "Oh, do you remember that?" And you know, it seemed to be massively popular in America. I seem mm. to recall. It's, but is it, I really? guess they was thought it? it was kind of represented. Yeah. Well, I say massively popular. I don't mean sort of you know on on a, a grand scale, but had that Some kind of Seinfeld, a bit like it? Benny Hill. Yeah, you know. okay, oh yeah, yeah. They, they probably all cheered every time John Inman said, "I'm free." I'm free. Yeah, yeah it's and a and, uh, and and better than that because the seventies was when they always when a sitcom did well, they always did that really terrible f- film spin off, didn't they? So yeah, you know, whether it was to Death as Do Part on the or, buses or on the or holiday yeah. on the buses, one of my favourites. Yeah, holiday on the buses, brilliant. Um, yeah, are you being served? So the the Grace Brothers crew arrive for their annual holiday on the Costa Plonka. Right. I mean, you, okay. can, you don't actually... I'm, I, I may well have watched this. It came out in 1970. This I is the film of the TV series. The film of the TV series, yeah. So, this is on afterwards. It's on After afterwards, we've established sorry. that all these people love are you being served, yes. then and you can watch the, the Then you the can film. see what it was that they loved uh, okay. in film form. Brilliant. Okay, well, we'll look forward to that. Yes. Uh, something I'm looking forward to, because oh, we yes, had a chat definitely. with Paul Whitehouse briefly mm. about this the other day, is the Fast Show, a load of blooming catchphrases yes. on gold on Saturday night. And this is, they've filmed some new stuff and they've they got have, some old yeah. stuff. It sounds really, really good. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, anybody who loves the Fast Show, it's, it's, it's 26 years 
unbelievably oh. since it was first on. And obviously Paul Whitehouse and uh, John Thompson and Mark Williams, Simon Day, uh, Arabella Weir, all these people just, you know, established those characters. And it was, I could remember at the time, you know, a sketch show that had pretty much every sketch had the same payoff every week that was part of the ga- part of the joke wasn't it yeah. was that unlike most sketch shows where you're constantly striving for a new unexpected twist the joke was that the character pretty much say the same thing at the end so the catchphrases became as important as the actual you know twist uh, but yeah it just it captured everyone's imagination people still talk about it now and a lot of the characters who are in it uh, as you say, are, um, are, are sort of we're doing, having a bit of a catch up with them to see how life is treating them. Oh, I, you're absolutely right. I watched the first one out of interest last weekend just to see what it was like, and it was so all there. Yeah, yeah. it was amazing. You know, but Charlie Higson was explaining how it happened. They did a little. They both been working with uh, Harry Enfield, and they put the kind of, the BBC had cut together this little kind of showreel of almost. It just felt like the catchphrases, a sort of hurried look at. Uh, this series, and, and apparently they just said to each other, well, look, you know, why don't we just do that? Let's just cut mm. all the fluff out of it and just get to the catchphrases. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So every, you know, it's like um, uh, Rody Burke in QC, whatever, and I was very, very yeah. drunk. It, well, you just know, after about week three, mm. you just know he's going to say that at the end. So you're laughing before he said it. Yeah. You're yeah. not expecting him to say anything particularly unusual. And the joy is the familiarity, and, you know, and everybody would, would repeat the catchphrases yeah, down the pub. It's a of catchphrase yeah. comedy in this country. Yeah. Now, Andy and his missus, they love a detective Detective series. Mm. Who, Andy, mm. you loved Monk, didn't you? The oh, old Monk. American British. TV oh, yeah. series, Monk. Uh, I don't know if that features on Sunday evening on ITV at 8 o'clock. Britain's well, favourite detective. Favourite, yeah. It doesn't have to be British, but oh. it has to be on, been on British okay. TV. Uh, so top 25 detectives of all time, as voted for by the British public. I'm, I'm never aware when these votes go out. Were you aware that there was a vote? For I, I, I didn't get the polling the card. I love the way you've written this. It's pure Alan Wicker. From Marple to Magnum, I, I Luther can I just to say, Line I've, of Duty, I haven't Cracker written this. to Columbo. The, what, those notes there are lifted straight from the Billings, so I don't, I don't write like that. Just, just, what, Sam Billings? <laughs> Very good. Just um, so you know. Um, yes. Don't give it away, though, Mike. You've seen. Don't tell us who Britain's favourite detective is. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was just otherwise. He wasn't on Z cars, put it that way. Okay, it'd be two hours wasted. Uh, one for the football fans, though. We said we don't do football, but we do. BBC Two, nine o'clock. Uh, yep. Liverpool FC, the 30-year wait. The 30-year wait. A one-off special, obviously, talking about Liverpool finally, when it looked as if something, you know, fate would take a, a, a deliver a, a, the, the cruelest of twists and blows, mm. uh, did get their hands on the trophy. Uh, so, yes, it looked back on the season and of, obviously the bizarre circumstances in which it, it finished and talking to some of the players, some of the staff and, you know, clips from the big moments. Uh, at the same time on BBC One, I really enjoyed these, oh, actually. I love this This is uh, yeah. the, the J.K. Rowling slash is it Robert Galbraith she yeah, writes under that the, name the, the, the name she wrote under yeah. after after Harry Potter but I've loved these books I mean I've read the books as well and I've read this one but yeah. it was brilliant I can read a book and a week later they say what happens I've got no idea I can remember the thing. <laughs> so I can watch this and I'll be on the edge of my seat it's uh, four parts so it's going to be Sunday and Monday, and then the following Sunday and Monday. And, right. yes, yeah, Tom Burke, who was in The Musketeers, Holiday Grange, who plays his partner, uh, off on another particularly uh, yeah. uh, complex but fascinating Corner case. And strike. It's, Corner yeah, they and are, Strike. They're all, they all very good, uh, if you haven't yeah, seen really them. Yeah, really good. very good. And uh, finally, for Britain's Got Talent fans, the finalist revealed, 6.30 ITV. <laughs> it's blimey, a long time ago. They've got to just find some way of finishing this, really, haven't they? So, really, you know, Simon Cowell's not going to be involved because uh, after Come his off accident. his bike, didn't he? He yeah. did, he came off his bike. Ashley Banjo is going to be sitting in for him on the panel. They're going to do the set, they're going to find out who the semi-finalists are, and then they're going to do the actual semi-finals as pre-recorded things, not the live week worth of stuff, starting on Saturday the 5th. 
Uh, and then eventually I think there's going to be a live final and it's going to be people voting from home and via video link and virtual audiences and all that sort of thing. It's, it's, they've had to use all their ingenuity and inventiveness to find a way to get through the, through to the end and, and crown a winner who hopefully will get you know, the, the prestigious um, honours that the standard winner gets, but who knows what fate will hold in store. Yeah, we'll yeah, very true. Uh, Mike, um, enjoy uh, the Amex tomorrow and, and mm. being a guinea pig yeah. for us all. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are, that was this afternoon's show. You certainly did warm up after that slightly chaotic first five oh, yeah, minutes, but uh, I, th- I, th- I think we should do a show from that handbag shop <laughs> <laughs> so we can go and see the piranha. It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? it would. Must do a show from there. <laughs> Okay, that's us. We're back on, uh, we're off for the bank holiday, back on Tuesday. Have a fine weekend and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.